Today's a week six recap with our special guest, Gianni Bloom, after the Gauchos defeat CSUN two games to one over the weekend. Schedule updates for the upcoming week. Game this Tuesday, the 28th against St. Mary's, has been canceled. And reminder, we are playing a home game against Santa Clara on Monday, April 3rd. Check the website for game times uh, on that one. So St. Mary's game this Tuesday, probably today if you're listening, canceled. Next Monday, April 3rd, Gauchos at home against Santa Clara. Today's episode of the Gaucho 9 podcast is brought to you by our friends at Kyle's Kitchen, proud supporters of UCSB baseball. Check them out at any of their three locations in the Santa Barbara area, downtown on Chapala Street or in Goleta on Hollister or Calle Real. This episode also brought to you by Whiting Concrete because the Whitings uh, delivered what I requested. <laughs> they brought me a hat uh, during the first game. Uh, of the weekend against CSUN. So got to shout them out. Whiting Concrete, if you're in the Slow House area, uh, go check them out. Whiting Concrete. And uh, this episode also brought to you by Gaucho Baseball Analytics. Check them out on Twitter at SB Baseball Data. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America. The Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. Here's the one strike pitching. Mitchell belts this to deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. And Curley pulls back a home run. And the Gauchos are going to win the game. Gauchos are going to Omaha. Can you believe it? Borgonio is back. He's going to turn and watch this one fly. A two-run homer for Clausen. And the score is due. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. Willits will make the catch. And the Gauchos are 2022 Big West champions. 3-0 in the conference after sweeping Bakersfield last weekend. There's Mr. Whiting. Wait, 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 wait. I got a Whiting concrete hat, and I'm going to wear it during the broadcast. That's outstanding. Man, the stake keeps getting better and better. Okay, uh, Mikey Gutierrez taking the hill, and here's the first pitch of the ball game, and it's in there for a strike, and we are underway here at 5.07 p.m. I'm so excited that I have a white and concrete hat in my hand. The runner at second, nobody out. And Braun to the plate, breaking ball. Here's a sharply hit ball into left center, a base hit. Sebring had to go back towards second. They're going to wave him around third. Here comes the relay. It is not in time. RBI single, McCollum. Gauchos lead it 1-0 here in the second. 1-1 pitch. Changeup is hit in the air, center field. Over towards right center now, Sundstrom in the sunlight, squeezes it, and that retires the side. Hudson Barrett once again with an excellent performance here as he pitches out of the first and second. Nobody out jam. He gets a lead, a fly out to center field to end the threat. And we'll go to the bottom of the sixth. Gauchos two, Matadors one. Two outs. And the pitch. Fastball swung on and missed. Soika. Straight through that fastball, 93 miles an hour on the outside corner. And Barrett leaves runners at first and second. And he preserves the 3-1 lead as we go to the bottom of the eighth. McCollum bunting. And he does. Up the third baseline. It's a good one. Lee, bare hands, throws to first, and it gets away. Here comes Newman. He will score. Over to third goes Sebring. Great bunt by McCollum. Might be an infield single. And it gives the Gauchos a 4-1 to one lead. 
set below the belt. The payoff pitch to Tarlow. Fastball swung on and missed. Barrett strikes out the side after allowing the leadoff walk. And the Gauchos secure the win here in game one of the series. Four to one the final. Gauchos can get a run here. One-two pitch. Runner goes and it's hit up the middle. And that's into center field, a base hit. Parker was on the move on the pitch, so he will go to third. RBI single for McCollum. Puts the Gauchos on the board. It's three to one. Here's the kick. One-two is hit slowly. And Matt fields it between his legs, flips it to first. <laughs> Egger, who falls over to the first base side, crosses his right leg over his left, reached between his legs with his glove, and found the baseball. Another 2-2 from Baton. Is a line drive base hit to right field. Oakley rounding third. The throw from the right fielder. Ale Merrill's the catcher. Backing up was Baton. So the runners stay where they are. But that draws the Gauchos within a run as Bredauer goes the other way. Mason Lee off the line at third base. Payoff pitch to Darby. Is a breaking ball, line drive left field. That's a base hit. They're waving curtly around. Here comes the throw. It is off of the catcher, Tarlow. Curtly scores. RBI single for Darby, and the Gauchos tie things up here in the seventh. And both of those runs charged to the starter, Bainton. 0-1 pitch. Parker lines one, center field. That's a base hit. Bredauer hustling around third. He will score without a throw. Gauchos take the lead. A few minutes before first pitch. Here is strike three called. A fastball on the outside corner. Tyler Bremner strikes out the side here in the first. See if that sets the tone for the day today. Polaris into the windup. And the 0-2 pitch is a breaking ball. Hitting the air right field. Hit pretty well. Leon going back. He's going to run out of room. It's a solo home run for Kirtley. And the Gauchos strike first in the first. Solo home run. Number four on the year for Kurt. Lead off single Parker. He's at first. And the 2-2 is hit in the air. Deep right center. Leon at the track at the wall. He leaps and it's gone. A two-run homer for Sundstrom. And the Gauchos lead it three to nothing. A couple of strikeouts helps you out there in the third. Darby hits this high and deep to right field. You can kiss this one goodbye over the oak tree. Three solo home runs. Check that, three home runs total for the Gauchos here this afternoon. And that makes it four to nothing. Ryan Wentz, the new arm, in a jam. Here's a pitch and it's grounded up the middle, a base hit. Mortensen scores. Here comes Sundstrom. He will score without a throw. Two run single Oakley. 7-0 Santa Barbara. And that was going to be the only game against the Gales this year. This one is hammered to deep center. Back is Simons. He is looking up. He's going to watch this one fly. It's way out of here. Sundstrom over the trees in center field makes it 11-1. His second home run of the day. And that one more impressive than the first one. It's already been a long day for the Matadors. Gauchos trying to make it longer. Oakley should be off with the pitch. He is, and this is sky to right center. Simons going back, and it's over his head off the wall. 
Oakley will score easily. Nunez heading around second. He's going to coast into third with a triple as he got it up into the jet stream. And it sailed over Simon's head, hit up against the gate out there right next to the edge of the padding. Second triple of the year for Nunez, and the Gauchos have another run. It is 12 to 1. Last week against Davis. Four and a third, two hits, no runs. Here's a cue shot, and it hits first base, kicks into the outfield grass, and when it rains, it pours. And when the bounces go your way, they continue to go your way. And that makes it 13 to 1 because Corey Nunez scores from third. Sneaking in, first pitch from Rice as a slider, hitting the air to center field. Coming in Sundstrom, still coming in, and he makes the catch, and the Gauchos defeat CSUN here this afternoon. 14 to 5 is the final. They scored all 14 of their runs in the first five innings, including a six spot in the third. All right, this is the week six recap. We've tried this about five or six times already. Hopefully the internet comes through and we can finish this uh, without interruption. But Gauchos take two or three from CSUN. They won on Friday, four to one. Lost on Saturday, seven to four. And won on Sunday, 14 to five. The loss on Saturday snapped an 11-game win streak, one of the longest win streaks uh, in the country this year. And sitting at 17 and four overall, Five and one in the Big West Conference. Uh, Gouches are now into the top 25 in the coaches poll, uh, coming in at number 24. So good things on the horizon. We're in our Big West Conference bye week this week. Gouches will head to Fresno State uh, at the end of the week for three games against the Bulldogs before resuming Big West Conference play in two weeks against Cal State Fullerton, which should be a big series. We'll get to that next week but this week we have uh, a special guest joining us for the draft and to talk about the weekend we have former gaucho catcher gianni bloom in the house uh g talk to me what's up yeah i'm really excited to be here first time caller long time listener you know every morning part of my routine going to the gym uh, playing that gaucho nine pod so really happy to be here with you guys today happy to have you uh, you are joined by, of course, uh, Gaucho Analytics, Devin Cost and Isaiah Ochoa, the DA and Big Och. Do we need do we need a nickname for you? G? I mean, I, I call you G all the time. Um, are there any other nicknames that that could fly in this in this format? Yeah, G is the most common one. Some people call me Guillermo or Mo. Um, that works also, but G's good, I think. Okay, we'll see with G. It just it rolls off the tongue. Sounds good. So your easy your morning your morning routine when you're listening to the to the Gosh Nine podcast that means you're in the gym on Tuesday mornings. Uh, what time are you getting there? Like, what segment of the podcast are you on when you're hitting the first station? I mean, that's a good question. I try to get in there at six thirty, but it's usually more like seven seven thirty. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll get my coffee when I wake up and I'll start it on the drive there. So we're getting we're getting into that first interview usually by the time I'm warming up and then by the time I'm really getting into the thick of things, we'll be uh, we'll be recapping the weekend 
the draft when I'm running to finish up. What have been what have been some of the, the better episodes that you've listened to? I know you've listened to all of them, so like, can you pick a few out? We're trying to plug the pod right here, so uh, on the pod, we're plugging the pod. So what's been your favorite, some of your favorite pods to this point? Recent ones, I really liked the one about the pitching staff with uh, DJ just the other day. That was a really good one. They've they've done a lot of cool stuff so far. And then I just re-listened to the Omaha pod, kind of talking about that trip that you had with uh, JJ and Clay Fisher. And I really liked that one. I was picking your brain about some of those same moments that day. So I love anything that's gaucho baseball history. That makes me feel like I can kind of get a glimpse into what it used to be like versus what it's like now. So those are two of my favorites. That's right. That was a fun conversation because I was telling you about how we were gone for 23 days. We'd only packed for one weekend and everything was so unexpected. And a lot of uh, interesting things happened along the way, like uh, Muhammad Ali passing away and his motorcade was in Louisville, uh, going to Churchill Downs in Louisville as well. And then I was just hanging out in Nashville and then chartered planes, all that stuff. So that's a good podcast to listen to because JJ uh, and Clay, those are those are great dudes, quality gauchos. Uh, I'm hope I hope I don't call out Devin and Isaiah right now, but what are your guys' favorite podcast episodes? Uh-oh. Um let me think about this. This was unprepped. I mean, this was unprepped. So <laughs> I mean, I already have one in mind. When Go for Dev it, explained Woba, Go for it. When Dev explained Woba to the common folk and try to simplify <laughs> it for the most common people. And then we go into the office the next day and Dev walks in and G goes, oh, what's up, Woba? <laughs> um, I'd probably say my favorite one was probably the first one I was on last year, uh, the Bakersfield podcast, when you interviewed uh, me and Maxine before a game. I've tried to, I've, I've been listening to them more uh, this year. I just... I don't get a chance to listen to him because I mean I'm right like beginning part of like the highlights of the game I'm always sitting right next to you so I get all of that live and then I've been listening to the the interviews recently and so those have been super interesting and but then again with the draft I'm part of it so I don't know if I really need to listen to that too so basically what Devin is telling us is that he listens to the episodes that he is in That's basically <laughs> no I'm gonna go I'm gonna right go now. check out the I'm going to go check out the Omaha one. That one sounds like a really good one. Good call. Good call. The Michael Young one is uh, is exceptional as well. Um, Michael's a, a stand-up dude, and it was a really good episode going through his career as a gaucho and his career uh, as a big leaguer, and then his career beyond his playing career uh, working with the Texas Rangers. So uh, throwing that one out there, if any listeners want to go back uh, and listen to them, they are all up still on Spotify, Apple Pod, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can get any of them for free if you have a subscription. I don't know if that makes any sense. But anyways, Gauchos win the series against CSUN. Uh, it, was a, it was a tough series. Uh, first two games, each team combined for eight runs. It was really tight on Friday. I think we set a record for uh, pickoff throws to first. Right, Devin and Isaiah, how many do we have? 59 total, something like that. 
I'm not sure if it was, it was I think it was 27 for us and 29 oh. for them. And so 56, 56. So, so 50, yeah. Yeah, G, G, what do you got on that? 56 I can, I combined can... pickoff throws. I mean, that's a West Coast, two teams that like to run. We are not going to let it happen type of ball game. <laughs> but still, I mean, game time's still not too bad, right? All three were under three hours, believe it or not. I think the longest one was like two hours and 50 minutes. But I just, I couldn't believe when you said, when you said 50, <laughs> 29 and, and 27, like a few minutes earlier, yeah. I had said, I had counted the first three on Saturday. And I, I asked you what the line was, and you said yeah. over under 35. Well, I think it was at 45. I think I said oh, okay. 45, and I was like, wait, that's that's way too many. That, that can't be right. Like, that, that's that got to be way too high. And then and then you, you, you lay the numbers on me. I'm like, wow, 56. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a ton. So in, in your playing days, Johnny, in your playing days, when you know that the other team is going to run, if you're the catcher behind the dish, if you're the catcher behind the dish and you know that the other team has a running game, like, what is your strategy? So it's, it's really funny because Shex is really good at controlling the run game and knowing when teams might run and picking at the right times. But when I was catching, my mentality was, let's just throw a pitch and let me throw them out. Like, let's go. Why are we, why are we picking? Why are we throwing pitch outs? Like, let me just catch the ball and throw them out. Um, I used to hate if we pick, like, with a lefty and the guy would take off. I'd be like, dang, that was going to be my chance. I was going to throw them out there. Um, but now you got to pick enough times that they can't gamble on running after you pick, right? So a lot of good base dealers will take off after two picks. Right, because nobody does a third. So you got to do the third, and then you got to do one more to make sure they're not gambling on the third. Almost if that makes sense. But then you got to do a fifth, right, to make sure they're not gambling on that one. <laughs> and then, and, and then you got to do a sixth. <laughs> and then you got to do a sixth when it's Tanner Smith at the plate, uh, and Oregon's trying to come from behind and win, right? So, yeah, yeah. We are playing Oregon, and, and we picked like four or five straight times, and then uh, their leadoff hitter, Riku, takes off and gets the bag. And it's just so frustrating to pick that many times and give up a bag that you'll it's take tough. those extra couple to keep them there. Wait, so so it, it wasn't official, I don't think. Like, it's not in the record book, but I'm pretty sure Mikey Gutierrez, I think he picked off between 10 and 13. I can't remember the number. Between 10 and 13 runners last year, like just an astronomical number. And so you're saying that all those times where he picked off the runner, you're like, that could have been my throw to second that gets the guy. That's what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a little bit of the ego show on that one. But, uh, you know, the first instinct is let's get a strike and let's throw this guy out. And let's, let's not think about it. And, and like, footwork on pitch outs is kind of weird, too. So that was something for me. Of course. And you, you have exceptional footwork, Johnny. I think you still do, right? In your even in your retired days, you still have exceptional footwork. Thank you. You even uh, it means you, a touched, lot. you touched eighty. You guys, you guys were messing around, just trying to see how hard Gianni could throw off the mound when you were doing some TrackMan test. Um, yeah, I was ripping on him from the mound uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was ripping, ripping on him from sixty feet. That's the only way TrackMan reads it. So if I'm going to do that. 
and devs there were obviously going to read the velos and see how hard I can throw. That's right. Um, and so I hit 80. Probably cost me my labrum, but, you know, I don't need to throw much anymore, so. I mean, I could probably pull up the pitcher summary from it. I mean, it had some rise, you know, vertical break guy, touchy-feely, going to command the edges, you know, going to get ahead early, control the run game. <laughs> You know, not gonna blow you away with stuff. He's just gonna out. Let's he's gonna out compete you. He's just gonna out compete you. That's all. We got a we got a max velo of eighty point six miles per hour, so it's confirmed. <laughs> Let's go. Well, it's not bad. Almost elite rise, nineteen point nine inches of vertical break. Oh my! So, check let me throw a bullpen one time. Yeah, but you got banged, or what happened there? Do you, do you remember I when you topped out? I topped out at 88, and he said I was kind of hoping for, like, 93. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I was, I was like, yeah, fair. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep trying to figure out how to hit for now. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I love that. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I threw a I threw a pitch in the, in the bullpen once when we were setting up the track, man couple weeks ago to make sure that it worked and then it had some the numbers were were other than the velo the numbers looked really good and so i i showed it to him when he walked over and i said hey if you need another pitcher just let me know <laughs> he shut it down so i think my my baseball career has ended before it even started <laughs> all right and this 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 tangent is spiraling out of control quickly uh so okay. let's get to uh let's get to the draft uh, it's good to have Gianni on board for this one. Since Gianni is our guest, and we're very kind to our guests, uh, G's going to pick first in the draft. And it's a snake draft. We start with hitter of the week. Um, then we go pitcher of the week, moment of the week, hardest hit ball, and best pitch. And we have uh, votes and points to tally up from last week. And Big Dev... Because he snagged all of the Ivan Bredauer picks, won the vote. And so <laughs> he springs to 10 points. I came in second, got two points. Now I have 10. And uh, Isaiah came in third, got one point. So he also has 10. So it's a three-way tie with 10 points each uh, through the first five weeks uh, of voting. So, I mean it doesn't get more competitive than that, right? Just a three-way tie. So we decided that if Gianni wins the vote this week, then he has to come back and draft with us next week. That's his reward. He has to win the vote in order to come back next week and draft. Uh, so how this is going to go. the listeners week. to be good. <laughs> So Gianni's going to pick first in hitter of the week, moment of the week, and best pitch of the week. And this will be different because there's four guys instead of three. So um, as the host, I got to have uh, my wits about me here. But in order to settle who gets to pick second, since it's a three-way tie in points, we can't just go off of points. Uh, Devin, Isaiah, and myself – and the, the listeners won't see this, but we're going to flash a, a one or a two on the on the screen. And whoever is the odd man out gets to pick second. And then the next two guys are going to flip a coin to decide the order. So you guys ready to pick your number? Three, two, 
one yeah. and show it. Oh my god! All right, Casey, I am the odd oh. man out. I get to pick second. I had a one. Devin and Isaiah each had a two. And now we'll flip a coin to see who gets to pick third. So, Devin, you you're the coin flip master, right? Yep. Okay. So, I've gone heads the last two times, and I feel like I'm over two. I feel like I have to stick with it because I I know I'll regret if I go tails and it's heads. So, I'm I'm going with heads again. Okay. So, flipping the coin. It is tails. Oh, this, it is is tails. Rig. this is gotta be rigged. This is gotta be It is tails. Okay, I mean, so... you could just flip it in the camera. <laughs> no, I swear, I swear, it was tails. Come on, I'm the host. You guys have to no, trust. I believe, me. I believe you. I believe. You. I feel like I'm a trustworthy guy. Okay, so draft order: Gianni, Kevin, trust, Isaiah, Devin. That is the draft order. Now, hitter of the week, Johnny, who is your hitter of the week? My first ever hitter of the week is Jared Sundstrom. Whoa. Only six ABs, got two starts, one Friday, one Sunday, two homers. That's a 1.3 slugging, eight total bags, four ribbies on those two homers, two two-run homers. Walked out of the box, went oppo, and then went dead center moonshot. And also to be noted is that he hit a ball about 105 smoke to left field on Friday night. Should have been his third homer on the weekend, uh, but the wind was howling in. It was kind of a tough night, so got caught at the track. But Jared Sundstrom walking out of the box for my hitter of the week. Good pick. Sounds like this guy's done this before. <laughs> I'm a <Avid> listener. <laughs> He he was he was so looking forward to that performance right there. Nice job. I practiced a bunch of times there. So. <laughs> okay, second pick. I'm going with uh, my boy Latrey McCollum because uh, he had a three hit night on Friday. Had some big hits over the weekend that drove in runs. He had three RBIs, uh, four seventeen average, scored twice, walked once. Had a, had a stolen bag and was excellent in the, in the field uh, as well. And it just it felt like the first weekend where he was kind of comfortable in the box and, and did some big things and contributed uh, on a regular basis throughout the, uh, throughout the weekend. Um, and without him and his three hits on Friday, uh, it certainly would have been a different ball game uh, with the Gauchos only scoring four times and him and Nick Oakley combining for six of the eight hits. So Latre. That's my pick. Isaiah, you got third pick. You said my boy, Nick Oakley. We're going to take him batting 364 and 11 at-bats. He had four hits, scored four runs, one double, no long ball, unfortunately, but he still gets the job done with three RBIs, slugged 455 with an on-base of 462 since he worked a walk and took one uh I believe it was the elbow. If I was wrong, I'm sorry, but give me Nick Oakley for offensive. Good pick. It's it's uh, kind of a it's kind of a tricky week for this because there's a little like, bit. like Jared was like the only standout, you know, but he only had six ABs. Uh the two homers does mm -hmm. a lot for him, but uh it's kind of a, a tricky week 
for this. There's a lot of ways that you could go. So Devin, for your fourth yeah. pick, who do you got? Yeah, so it's tough only having one weekends and no no weekday game. But I think with the fourth pick of offensive play, I'm going with Kurtley. He slashed 286, 500, it's like 714. He did only get two starts, but he did get a home run to lead off the scoring of the the high scoring Sunday game. One RBI was a solo shot. And then on the even on the B walk, got runner in scoring position for Ivan, who eventually hit him in. So Christian Curtley is my offensive player of the week. Honorable mention. Darby, got to throw him out there because he was the only other guy that had a home run. Gosh, was at four home runs on Sunday, and they were uh, they were all loud home runs. We'll probably get to those uh, in a second. All right, turn it back around. Devin, you get pitcher of the week, first pick. Yep. Pretty obvious. Uh, oh, shoot, now you got me questioned. I, I got <laughs> Hudson Barrett, four innings pitch, no runs given up, seven strikeouts, got a save. Uh, batters were only hitting 077 against them, obviously, because when you let up zero runs, the obvious your ERA is going to be zero. So, oh, really? zero ERA, and then he also had his longest outing of the year. So, all around great performance from Barrett on the weekend, which is why he's my pitcher of the week. Yeah, and he was our nominee for Big West pitcher of the week. Just outstanding, really. In, in long relief, as you mentioned, uh, longest outing of the season, seven punch-outs against a team that doesn't strike out very much uh, in a game that was pivotal. I know, I know it was only the fourth game of the year in conference, but uh, CSUN, that's a good team. They're going to be up there to the top of the standings at the end of the year. Uh, so crucial to get that Friday win. Isaiah, you're next. I'm going to go with Mikey Gutierrez. He got pulled a little early. But he had a 2.25 ERA, only pitched four innings. But out of those four innings, half of his outs were due to the strikeout. He also allowed only one earned run, gave up three hits, and only three walks. So, unfortunately, I know if Goody went longer, he would have been more dominant, more strikeout per run. But I'll stick with Goody here. Wow. I'm surprised that Matt Ager falls to me. At the third pick. I thought you were going to go Matt for sure, Isaiah. Seven innings, five hits, three runs. No, no I'm going to take my hometown boy. I'm going to take my hometown boy. <laughs> Ager, no walks for the I'm gonna go bias here. second straight week. Six strikeouts. Opponents hit 200 yeah. against him on Saturday. Uh, got a no decision, but Matt is starting to pitch deep into games, which is, which is great to see. And obviously uh, starting to figure out the strike zone. So he's racking up the Ks without uh, issuing walks. So Matt Ager is my pitcher of the week. All right, G. This is a challenging one. Who you got? Well, challenging for some here. I got kind of a sleeper pick dialed up. I got Brady Huddleston coming out of the pen on Sunday. First appearance in a little while, but he went two innings. No hits, no runs, one walk. He went three punchies. Was really dismantling them with his slider-cutter combo. Brady getting a lot of rise on that heater. Just electric out of the bullpen. Folsom late guy. I'll take him with the fourth pick. Had a great outing. Look forward to seeing some more of it from him. Excellent. Well done. Well done. Okay, let's move to moment of the week. 
And we turn around, G, you get to pick your best moment. What do you got? My best moment of the week, I got Hudson Barrett pitching in the top of the sixth inning. First and third, one out. We bring in a pinch hitter, right-handed hitter, Kramer, hitting over 300, some extra base hits, having a good season. Uh, Barrett goes just punchy with a forget-you heater. Here it is. What are you going to do with it? Punches him out. Gets out of that inning without giving up a run. Uh, just had set the tone there, went in on Friday night and just not letting him breathe at all. I love it. I love it. All right. My moment of the week is the bottom of the seventh inning on Saturday where three straight RBI hits by the Gauchos drew, uh, brought them from behind from a three to one deficit to a four to three lead. Uh, it felt like it was in succession. It was bread hour, single Darby, single Parker, single all to take the lead. And it, it felt like the momentum had swung and like Gauchos kept had kept knocking on the door, kept knocking on the door. They, they weren't going to go away. They had played from behind before and come back and won. And it felt like that was how it was going to go uh, on Saturday uh, after Parker got the hit uh, to center field to score Ivan. Obviously, it wasn't the case, but it's showing that this team can play from behind, show some resiliency, rally with base hits when they need to. And uh, it was an exciting moment for a pretty good crowd that had stuck around uh, – all day or all night on Saturday, um, even with the team down uh, late in the game. So the three-run rally in the seventh on Saturday is my moment of the week. Isaiah, you were next. Like between two here. Um, you know, I'm going to go defensive here. I'm going to go eager no <laughs> between the legs. Grab. I mean, last week <laughs> he showed off his athletic range by doing the bunt. This week, didn't even have to move, just sticks the glove under the legs, made it look simple. He wasn't even surprised he caught it. I mean, Ager's turning into a magician onto the field, whether he be throwing strikes or fielding his position. So, I mean, Ager, you might have to call him Mystic Ager at this point, honestly. Dev, he stole your pick, didn't he? That's so, that's so irritating, Kevin. That's <laughs> <laughs> so irritating. I, I, I talked to Ager – Sunday pregame as he's getting worked on by Jake and he's like he he says you got to pick me for the draft he, and so I was, I was like yeah okay I, I was already planning on doing your defensive defensive play the game yes uh but I, I think I said it too loud because I, I heard Oach there grabbing so I I think there's some collusion here but I I mean I just want if Ager you're listening, I want you to know that I was that would have been my pick. So I'm not I'm bummed, but I'm still happy with what I'm gonna pick. I'm going with Sundstrom's farthest confirmed distance home run to center field. Um we do have Ivan's moonshot light tower power the other week, but there was no confirmed distance. We had a range, but on Sundstrom's we got a confirmed distance. So that's that's my moment of the week. All right, good secondary one. I I love that. That's that's great banter that Egger asked you to pick it, and it just came down to a coin flip. You should have picked tails, Dev. You should have picked tails, and you would have had that pick. 
or you oh. could have put up a a different number. But yeah, we go honorable mention here. Absolutely. I got the first inning on Sunday. Brem comes out, K's the side. There's a bunch of heaters by guys, and then Kurt goes two out, two strike, Oppo Homer. And at that point, it just felt like we're not going to lose this game or this series. Let's go play some ball, boys. Oppo Linia. A Linia. Laser. Over the fence. Yeah, by Kurt. And that, no, you're right. That did set the tone. Just three punchies and then a two strike, two out Linia home run to, to start the day. That's pretty good. Uh, okay, Devin, turn it back around with hardest hit of the week. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm torn between two. Uh, I think last week I, I doubled and tripled down on the same player, and it worked for in my favor for the vote. So I think I'm going to have to go with Sundstrom's home run. No four, 453.9 feet. And so, again, I'm going fingers crossed that Sundstrom's bringing a, a big crowd with them or a big uh, Twitter following on over to the polls. So Sundstrom, home run. That's the, the second home run. Second home run. Isaiah. I'm going to go with Xander Darby, his home run, 103.7. But like you said on the broadcast on Sunday, we round up. So we're going to say it's 104. And he hit it, hold on, sorry, 427 feet. So give me Xander Darby, 104. Okay. Couple of good picks there. I guess sticking with the theme of home run, we'll go Curtly home run on that we just talked about first inning on Sunday, the opposite field, Linia, hundred and three miles an hour off the bat, carried a three hundred and seventy five feet Oppo Taco. So that's my pick. G. I mean, you guys left the actual hardest hit ball here for the last pick. I'm going yeah. John Newman laser line out to dead center. It was in that same seventh inning that you picked for your moment, and it just kept those quality ABs rolling. Give me John Newman, 107 missile first pitch. Guy's starting to swing a pretty good bat here, so watch out for him. Let's go. You could. So you didn't want to round up. For you didn't want to round up. It's. It was 107.96. So basically 108. Well, see, I'm not a numbers guy, so I get to those decimals and I just stop reading if I'm being completely <laughs> honest. <laughs> I don't think you have to be a numbers guy to read some decimals. Oh, I mean, we'll go 108. Even better. Even better. <laughs> All I right. Mean, I, I want to put some honorable mentions out there. That track man got. Well, two... so I was going to say, can you, can, can Devin and Isaiah please explain the two listed at 123 miles an hour that went a combined, a combined distance of 7.8 feet? <laughs> hey, I mean, if it was just like, I don't, I don't know, if it was me up there and it said I hit one 123.9, I'd be a little skeptical. But when you got the batters for those two as Ivan and Jared, probably like, our two biggest dudes. I mean, those numbers, like, hey, I, I don't argue with the TrackMan data. The numbers there, it, it gave it to me, so I'm going to go with this. So I think I think it's legit. I watched the video. Unfortunately, they were foul, but I think they're legit. Well, it says tagged hit type, undefined, play result, 
undefined. Because it's pitch foul. Call? So, pitch yeah. call foul ball. It's not, it's not real. That's that's what that tells me. It's not real. I think you're just Welcome mad. the juice ball, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get we'll get Gianni's juice ball uh, as his his uh, spiel later after we'll, after best we'll pitch ask, of the week. We'll ask Ivan and Jared if they think they both both hit a ball 123 yeah. miles per hour off the bat. <laughs> sure. I can sure. guess their answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, G, you get you get first pick on best pitch. And uh, uh, good luck, good luck with these uh, acronyms and what they mean. Yeah, you're you're probably gonna. I had to explain it for Kev last time, so if you need help, just just let me know. Jesus, well, the beauty of this is that I was, I was a catcher, so yeah, I got a, a little bit of a feel for him. You know, yeah. right, we'll numbers see. are numbers are pretty simple. Only one, so I got a shot. <laughs> All right, pitcher of the week for me, I got Hudson Barrett fastball. He threw thirty nine of them. He had seven Ks on it. 61.5 strike percentage. Anything over 60 is pretty good for the casual listeners at home. He had a 20.5% whiff percentage, which is very high for a heater. Cold strike and whiff, 359 So they were either looking at it or swinging through it in the zone. Batting average against it was a zero. As Dev would like to say, they got no hits against it. Nice. <laughs> so also a little tidbit for that heater is no matter how many pitches Hudson throws, it was his longest outing of the year. He got a little tired at the end, maybe. He was falling down into the high 80s. When he sniffs that win at the end, he's going to hit 93, 94 to finish it off. And that's something I love watching him do. So Hudson Barrett heater. So last week, Devin, with his best pitch, on this little graph, he went with the the line that had the most green boxes. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm, deb- I'm debating going that because the green boxes mean it's good. Green, green is good. Green is uh, good. But like, but there's another one that has like it has one green box, but I like all the other numbers a lot better. And there was significantly more pitches thrown by this player with this pitch. So please don't pick what I think you're gonna take. So I'm taking Matt Ager's slider because I'm gonna double down on my pitcher of the week, obviously. Uh, Matt Ager slider. I, I might have picked it last game. week and the week before, or it's been picked every week because it's nasty. Uh, <laughs> but he threw it 46 times. He had four strikeouts with it. He threw it for a strike 74% of the time, which is outstanding. His whip percentage was 17.4. His batting average against was 167, along with the uh, OBPA at 167, and slugging against was two 250. The called strike whiff percentage, 43.5, which is like, it's not green, but it's it's like the next shade below green. So that's what I'm going with, Matt Ager's slider. And like I said, seven innings, no walks, second straight week, second straight week without any walks. And uh, the effectiveness of the slider, I think, is having a lot to do with that. So that's my pick. Isaiah, you're next. I'm going to go with Brady's slider. Out of the three strikeouts he had, two of them were with his slider. The whiff percentage of his slider was 28.6%. No one got a hit off the slider. Well, he didn't give up any hits, but we're going to emphasize the slider. No one got a hit on that specific pitch. And the called strike three whiff is 
percent. He only threw seven pitches, though. He only threw the slider seven times. Yes, but I'll take it. Hey, good. Two strikes, though. Two strikeouts. True. Uh, pitch. All right, Deb. Efficiency. Efficiency. We like Fourth efficiency. Pick, so originally, originally the 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 thing Ager told me to pick was his splitter, and I was like, Ager, you don't have a splitter. You didn't throw a splitter. <laughs> He's like, next year. Next year I'll have it. So I think he was just he had to have just watched like a like Japan and the World Baseball Classic or something. And so if if anyone's watching, watch out Ager Splitter next year it might be one of the one of the top picks. But I think I'm gonna go with the one that I see the most green, Goody Curveball. Threw it sixteen times, one strikeout, threw it for a strike sixty eight point eight percent of the time, got an eighteen point eight percent whiff percentage, called strike or with half the time. And then the batting average on it was zero. So that means, like Johnny said, there were no hits on it and no one got on base. So Goody's, Goody's curveball, my pitch of the week. And then Ager's splitter, but we'll Next see if he year. listens. Yeah. On on the podcast that we record on March 27th, 2024. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great job. That wraps up the draft. Uh, Gianni, what grade would you give yourself on your first – ever gouch and i podcast player of the week draft immediate immediate i'd probably give myself an eight out of what of myself an eight i got not a 10 eight out of 10 simple (laughs) 10 scale one to 10 10 being the best you know i got my picks off I, i felt really good about who i got um it hurts me a little bit i didn't get any nick oakley in there he had a good weekend uh, but I had a good showing, but really at the end of the day, Kev, it's not for me to decide. It's, it's for the great listeners at home. So It is for the great listeners and the viewers of uh, and followers of Gotcha Baseball Analytics. That's at SB Baseball Data on Twitter. Uh, are you guys doing anything cool on the Twitter yet? I think I saw something. Um, we made a graphic showing off uh, how dominant our pitching staff has been. Um, so a little more, hopefully some more graphics like that throughout the year. Um, what was on that graphic? What was on that graphic? Oh, tons of info. Let me, so basically it was our national rankings, um, compared to other teams to like our FIP. We were second in the nation batting average against ninth. Um, I don't want to bore you with all of it. Then also like one big thing was that our bullpen ERA was 1.67. So, I mean. If I'm not going to give the listeners everything, they got to go to the, the Twitter page and check it out themselves. But some some pretty impressive numbers that might have also increased a little bit after this weekend. So definitely check that out. Okay, good stuff. Gauchos look forward to Fresno State this weekend. In case you missed it, uh, the St. Mary's game on Tuesday today. If you're listening Tuesday, uh, it has been canceled. Uh, rain in the Bay Area, so no St. Mary's trip. So we will be back in action on Friday in Fresno. First pitch is at 6.05. Saturday will be at 6.05 as well. And then Sunday at 1 with the Bulldogs out of the Mountain West. They are in first place in their conference. Uh, they're 7-4. and four. They have had a game postponed, uh, but they're off to a good start. Um, in the conference, they're 13-9 and nine overall. 
And Bulldogs, they've given the Gauchos trouble in the past, so it should be a good series. Uh, first time seeing them since 2019 at the Stanford Regional. Uh, that's all that I'm going to say about that. Uh, so hopefully Gauchos are set for a good week. Uh, it is spring break, so it's nice for the, the players to get a breather from school. Johnny, when you played, did you enjoy having, like, like today, for instance, since we weren't traveling, like practice early and then you just kind of get the day to not think about baseball. Like, is that something that you value as a player? Yeah, it's pretty dreamy when you get days like that where there's no school, no stress. You get your work in early. Uh, there's some rumblings of some beach and some spike ball. I know that today, so. It really just kind of refreshes you and lets you refocus, especially the guys have been running around and rescheduling and playing doubleheaders and, and playing Monday after weekend series. So I know it's really good for them to just have a week where they can get their work in plenty, but then also kind of take a load off and just hang out too. Okay, good answer. In case, in case uh, I just want to add to that, Gianni said beach and spike ball because it was like 70 degrees here finally today. So... I've got the sniffles. Spring that means spring first is time. in the air. That means spring is in the air uh, as we approach April. Uh, the Masters is right around the corner. Uh, we're in the thick of conference play, so uh, it's great stuff. And I hope that the listeners are enjoying this segment on the podcast. Since it's a road series at Fresno, we will have interviews pregame that will be on the podcast next week, uh, as well as the highlights and maybe an interview. So it could be a bigger podcast next week, but I uh, hope you en- guys enjoyed having Gianni on eight out of 10. That's pretty good. That's a, I mean, that's only a B minus though. B minus, you know, like I think you did better than a B minus. It's passing. It's passing. Oh, so it's true. Who says eight out of 10 is a B minus? You remember the numbers. That's again. 80%. That's 80%. That's, that's a B minus. Like 1% is lower and you get a C plus. College. <laughs> I took a stats class where sixty percent was a B. Oh, that's if you're grading Whoa. on a curve, right? Yeah. This isn't a stats class. This is a this is a podcast. This is a podcast. I th- I think you my last you, piece. Well, here here's here's where you handcuffed yourself. You said that when you're reading the exit velos, you just read the number and you stop when you get to the decimals. So like. You could have said, yeah, it was like at 8.7 <laughs> out of 10. And then that would have been a B plus. <laughs> I butchered that. That would have raised my performance even more to like a 9.4. <laughs> right. And then and then we round up. And so it's a nine. And then uh, now you're nine out of 10, just like that. So that's how it works in the analytics world. You can just, you know, change everything in your favor. That's not true. That's not you true. You can just make stuff up. That was a low blow. Yeah. As long as you say it with enough confidence. Wait, mm-hmm. last last, last thing here. Let's see if Gianni knows this. Let's see if Gianni knows this. Gianni, this is the last question uh, on the podcast. Do you know what the threshold is, the over, under, or the line on what determines a fly ball versus a line drive? The oh, the wow, exit, the, uh, the launch the angle. Launch angle. The launch angle. Where does it change from line drive to fly ball? If I was going to take a stab at it, it turns into a fly ball once it gets over 
Oh, I wish I had my protractor. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say twenty over twenty-five is in fly ball range. Oh wow, he's on it. Nailed it. Let's go. Nailed yes. it. Yes. Way to go. That wasn't rehearsed, everybody. <laughs> that was not rehearsed. No, this is the no. fifth time filming it. You've been asked that five times. <laughs> don't tell him. Don't tell him. I thought you were going to go 20. thought you were going to go 20 for a sec. All right. We made it. We made it. Hope the listeners caught all that. Hope my editing was uh, as good as it could be so that it all made sense. Uh, that's Gianni Bloom, Devin Cost, and Isaiah Ochoa. Uh, we'll see everybody in Fresno. Uh, if we don't see you in Fresno, we'll see you at Caesar on Monday, April 3rd, because we're playing Santa Clara at home. So that'll be the next home game. It's a added to the schedule. So that might change the podcast schedule next week because there'll be a home game on Monday. So we'll wait and see. But uh, nice work, everybody. All right. Thank you to Gianni Bloom and Gaucho Analytics, Devin Cost and Isaiah Ochoa. Thank you to our sponsors, Kyle's Kitchen, SB Baseball Data, and White and Concrete. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, Gauchos will be in Fresno this weekend. Three games against the Bulldogs, 6 o'clock on Friday, 6 o'clock Saturday, and 1 o'clock on Sunday. And then reminder that Monday we will be at Caesar Wissaka Stadium to host Santa Clara. Uh, not 100% on the game time yet, so check the website to make sure when we are throwing the first pitch against the Broncos. Back-to-back weekends, Gauchos will be on the road. Cal State Fullerton, the weekend following the Fresno series. That's a big series against the Titans. They are also off to a good start in conference at 5-1. and one. So those should be great, great games uh, down at Goodwin Field. If you're in the area, hope to see you come out. If you're in Santa Barbara, hope you make the trip. If you're uh, somewhere in the Midwest or the East Coast, hope to see you make the trip. So that'll be a big one. Uh, 17-4, the Gauchos, 5-1 in the conference. Uh, we're off and running. Uh, on another title chase so this should be fun hope you enjoyed that and uh, we'll see you in Fresno have a great week